The Swamp Without a Still is just a tent, a martini without olives doesn't quite make it, and Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones, listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to another episode of Mash Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film, one moment, minute, moment, well, minute, whatever, at a time. I'm your host, Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Rachel Mummert. Guys, we did not drive her away. I'm so proud of us. Yes. <laughs> I'm always like shocked and amazed when guests come back for another day. It's like, yay! This is a challenging movie. Especially when we got all like women's studies there for a while. <laughs> I'm really glad we're not studying this one moment at a time. Yeah, sorry. Today we're gonna talk about minute 46, which starts with. I love the way I worded this. Houlihan <laughs> frantically bringing her and Frank's interlude to an end. Ooh, nice. And it ends with Trapper John, Duke, and Houlihan getting their breakfast. Uh, this is the only minute where I don't like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to sit down? I know that was big for you. I am sitting down. Well, at least you don't have to deal with Hawkeye yet. This is true, because he comes a little later. But just in general, like it's the only minute where I want to both strangle them by the neck and slowly watch them suffer. <laughs> yes, uh, this is the minute. Well, this is the minute that gave me sympathy for Frank Burns. Because he says, don't shout at me. Don't shove. <laughs> like, he can do. He went from being able to do anything to being able to do nothing right so quickly so quickly just get your clothes on <laughs> and rachel you called it because someone makes the joke i thought it was yes. a real radio program when they're all discussing it the next day in the tent <laughs> and it's like well mulcahy did. did yeah they suggest submitting <laughs> it to the <laughs> armed forces radio network <laughs> i would be thoroughly confused if they ever got that letter <laughs> good god so i'll i'll put on my history professor hat for a quick minute Go for it. It isn't a hat. It's glasses and a bow tie, and I feel very Dr. Jones. Okay. Armed Forces Radio Network is now, it includes television now, obviously. And so it has a new acronym, and it's affectionately known as AFARTS. (laughs) It broadcasts popular American radio and television programs from the major U.S. networks. Oh, my God. It's been based at Fort George G. Meade in Maryland since 1997. Its official start was May 26, 1942, although there had obviously been broadcasting from very, you know, anytime there was an army base, once there was radios, it's like, let's put on some fun radio, not just boring radio. But that was the official start of the network. And during the Korean War, this gets fuzzy because MASH never says when it's based. It feels like it's the beginning of the war, where things are, but then they don't bug out as often, which would imply it's the end of the war. So I looked up both, and actually they were originally based in, I was able to get it down to, apparently the Banto Hotel in Seoul, the old American Embassy Hotel. This 
what Wikipedia called it. And then in December 1950, haha, when we lost Seoul, they moved to a mobile unit that retreated to Daegu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. D-A-E-G-U. But basically, I really loved its tie-in with MASH because the radio network was basically mostly (laughs) mobile units that would follow the combat units. So our mobile surgical hospital is suggesting submitting this to the mobile armed forces. And they have many complimentary things to say about it. I think everyone's glad I didn't do the intro because I was going to call this an uplifting and climactic minute. (laughs) But then we ruin it because Houlihan's getting her breakfast, no big deal. And Trapper, I literally in my note is like lurches up to the table. Yeah. And I hate he and Duke do this thing where like Trapper's on one side of her being swarmy. And to be fair, I think Duke is just getting coffee, but he steps up on the other side of her. And in my notes, I'm like surrounding her. And that is the most like, ooh, the hair is on the back of your neck. My eye roll is... I'm gonna make my eyes hurt. Um, yeah. They're just being like bros, and I don't like it. Why are they being bros? Trapper approaches and bellows morning ladies. And the thing is, like, it is. This is bro-y behavior. They're just being jerks at this point. It isn't even specific to what happened. Yeah. Ugh. Right, the guy, whoever that is in front of her, <laughs> like, checks out his yes. horrible best food, and he just kind of <laughs> leaves. Such a good face. Right? And then there's, like, Duke, and uh, he kind of cuts in front of her, yeah, around her. Yeah, and then he's all like, oh, hey. It's, it's not that bad. Morning, and ladies. I, Ugh. Yeah, I get that, like, Duke is just getting coffee, but the fact that in the next minute, we're going to see him and Trapper exchange a look, and that is makes me very yeah. uncomfortable to have these guys on either side of her. It's like when you're in the bar and, like, the guy that's interested in you and, like, his wingman come up and you're just like, oh, hell no. <laughs> what? Just, oh, fudge. Like, <laughs> no. Hi. Ugh. <laughs> Can I ignore you? Please just go away. She's, she's pretty sure that she can't ignore him. I'm just going to take a minute to find what second the face is. I think we need to spend a little bit of time with this guy in front of her in line. Oh, I forgot to mention it's playing My Blue Heaven when it cuts to the... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to transition us a little bit out of hating Trapper John and back to the transition between the parts of this minute, if that's okay. Sure. We all talked about last minute how our loudspeaker is now a character. And this loudspeaker now has a great behind the scenes story from this minute. Minute 46, if you look at, I'm on second 23, but basically when it starts playing My Blue Heaven to <laughs> comically transition us out of that, oh, yeah. you see the moon behind the loudspeaker because it's nighttime. This movie was filmed in the summer of 1969. These pickup shots were done in late July 1969. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you going to tell me what I think you're going to There are oh men God, on oh the God. moon in this show. What? Yes. When they did their pickup shots, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were on the moon. And therefore, in this picture, in this shot where you oh, wow. see the moon behind it, they are up there. And it's playing the <laughs> version of My Blue Heaven that we all know and love from this show and the, well, from this movie and from the show's pilot. It just all kind of comes together. It's almost funny. It's almost like you think it's going to be okay because, like, they've embarrassed her, but she kicks him out, and it is a funny moment. Like, him stumbling, getting yeah. his pants on is 
It is a little funny, yeah. Like comedy. And I just, <laughs> I kick her, don't shove. <laughs> she pushes him out the door. Just go. I just, I, I get that. I get it. And then like the cut to mu- the beat cut to music and this lovely behind the scenes trivia. Like this is, this is nice. And you kind of wonder what would have happened if they hadn't done this and what they're about to do yeah. to her at breakfast the next morning. Because think about it. We cut to the mess hall, the mess tent. They are all talking about what happened. I mean, obviously the, the whole camp heard it. It's not good. And when you first see her, it just kills me. She looks so yeah. Haggard has connotations that I don't want to put on her. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a walk of shame, but not like she doesn't have her sexy red lip. Yeah. And her hair's in no, a ponytail she's, under she's her hat. Like, she's like so dressed down, she's almost unrecognizable in a way. But yeah. yeah. But we still know it's her. I mean it's obviously her, but yeah, she is this is the most So you wonder if if what's his face in front of her? had just moved on and she had gotten her breakfast and sat at a table yeah, and been awkward. Been, it could have been fine. I mean, she and Burns had already sent the letter to Colonel Ham- General Hammond. Like, would this all have blown over in a couple days? You mean if the shower thing hadn't happened? I just realized, I was like, does it all <laughs> blow over in a couple days? Does it? I mean, in a way, it, it does. Spoiler alert, sorry. Uh... Hmm... And just because my last note for this minute is I'm going to hate Trapper, everything here makes me want to punch him. Does he escalate to the shower because this blows over? Like, he does make her upset, we're going to say. And he gets his little jollies mocking her. But then everything goes back to business as usual. So he ups the stakes. In the most frat boy way possible. Because it is his idea, isn't it? I, th- yeah, I think it is. I mean, not, uh, again, not the same thing as the radio thing. else is, like, not completely blameless. telling him not to. Right. Not that anyone else is, like, totally taking credit for it either, but. When it's they all almost have like he didn't play. get quite the reaction Bastards. he um, wanted. Or, like you said, it blew over too quickly for him to really enjoy it. So he had to up the ante to the next to the shower scene. Because to be fair, yeah. how many other people in this camp are also having affairs? Right? I mean... All of them. All of them. So, okay, maybe not all of them, but almost all of them, right? So, I mean, I don't think Father okay. he's really partaking, but besides okay, him. Okay. So, you know, so they probably were also like, oh, you know, shouldn't really throw, yeah. what's that saying? Shouldn't throw rocks at Well, that's what I also wondered, because I, I was, uh, when I was watching the minutes the other night, and I was kind of doing some background reading as well and it said frank burns's character he's a fairly religious man so it just made me wonder like being a fairly religious man that his character is how does he you know is it just because of the the war that situation where you you know you're with these people so much that you develop those relationship and feelings to lead to that how does how does that you know how does he not justify but be okay with with the religious implications of the aff- an affair. And it's weird because part of it is like, mm-hmm. you feel like Frank loves her, but that's because of the show where he does. He is in love with her. And there was that part earlier when they first get together. <laughs> he like checks out her butt. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> pretty blatantly. So I think yeah. Frank has some conflict going on within him that, yeah, yeah. I, I, 
it's like his kindred spirit, right? They're just so much alike in, in a camp full of not yeah, so that military, could be too, military yeah, people. Yeah, they're right? so much, you know, they're, like you said, kindred spirits. They, they kind of were drawn to each other anyway, so. Yes. The war brought them together. Right, and like, to be fair, we don't really know where Margaret stands in the yeah. whole religious thing anyway like for all we know she could just be like whatever well she likes to think of the army as her religion well that's true <laughs> yes no i mean maybe maybe that's you know like you know no no there's i don't recall even in the tv show like anything being jokes about you know her upbringing that i can like off the top of my head at least yeah she's some it's, sort it's of always protestant frank. right yeah she's just general we see her at church with frank a couple times oh that's true yeah but, but yeah, it... Like, all the religious jokes are always seems to be for Frank or Father Mulcahy. Like, who, who needs a joke? You know who needs a joke? Yeah, okay, yeah. Hey, Father oh, Mulcahy is Father one of my okay. favorite jokes of all time. And actually, it, well, I started to say it doesn't have anything to do with religion, but it has to do with the school of Notre Dame, which is just, you know, a given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... You know what I realized? Like, part of my anger yeah. is spilling over into the next minute, and I should hold it in, but it just... Girl was so mad and puts that spoon in his mouth, and I'm automatically just like, "This is not going." Yeah, no, you know that's just like what's he doing? Put in his mouth. It's like, uh oh, (laughs) something's going going down. It's like he's thinking about things, and the spoon happens to be in his mouth, and then you're just like, "This is awkward," and something bad's going down. At least he keeps the spoon; he doesn't put it back with the silverware, so that's good. Well, and you can see her spine stiffen when he says morning ladies, which wouldn't be directed to her. It'd be directed to the yeah. people, the women serving when the even, food. even like when that gentleman who, you know, almost puts his face in his breakfast, you can just kind of see her face when she's <laughs> yeah. behind him. He's, you know, it seems to me she's kind of like, she wants it, you know, like, hurry up, man. I want to get this and get out of here. So she doesn't want to, you know, she knows it's like, oh, this confrontation could be coming or, you know, yeah. Oh my god, would Margaret have taken her I know. oatmeal back to her tent? That's what I wonder. Hey, if I was her, I might have. I don't know. Like eating your lunch in the bathroom stall in middle school? Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she would have eaten it there, and then, she, you know, Duke and yeah. Co. show up, and she's just like, ugh, peace out. Yeah. But yeah, the, the minute they come in, you just see her. I mean, like we said, and it's so funny. I never thought of that before doing this project, how different she, yeah. like you said, like she's almost unrecognizable, <laughs> except she's like the only blonde. Well, right. So like she sticks out. But like, yeah, like if she just had brown hair and everyone else had brown hair, you might not know right away it was her because she's just so. Yeah, it's all khaki. Like she's wearing khaki. <laughs> like she... <laughs> she's wearing her hat of sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer had overalls of sadness that anytime she was it's her emotionally hair distraught, she showed up in it. And so Margaret has this hat. And I, I made a Mean Girls reference and it's, she has her hair in the ponytail and it's like, oh my God, she really has. She's just like, nope. Yeah. Just give me my breakfast and let me get out of here. And then she hears stupid Trapper John's voice. <sighs> and I kind of wonder how, does she just assume know that oh, he yeah. is the ring leader well i mean your <laughs> options are pretty limited in a way right and two of the three are right there so yeah so juke sadly this whole situation is the most quote-unquote <laughs> unquote if you were going to <laughs> if 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 you were going to like me and scruffy <laughs> breakfast duke are gonna have a good time no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> i mean what 
Um, <laughs> I mean, not professional the... podcaster here. No, he totally went along with this, and he's about to. He enable. went along with it, right? He's an enabler. <laughs> he's about to enable, and he's a nickname bestower, and those are like the worst people. <laughs> yes, yes. Does that make him worse than the other two? <laughs> Discuss. No. <laughs> no, but I actually. I almost wonder if as awful as this confrontation is, if it kind of helps in a way because it makes it clear, and not in the moment and not in next minute, just spoilers for tomorrow. But this confrontation is about to make clear that these are the guys who did this. And I wonder if before it happened, if she was worried that like the whole oh, yeah. camp did it, which they kind yeah. of did. But but you know what I mean? Like, from Margaret's point of view, how did this happen? What happened? How <laughs> did yeah. anything happen? And so I wonder if, you know, after this day and <laughs> and getting a shower and putting on her power lipstick, she's just like, oh, yeah. those a-holes. I'm effing done with them. <laughs> yeah. Though- it's impossible to end this minute on an empowering note. I'm really sorry. I like to think that in an alternative universe, she would have given them a fabulous FU two-liner to put them in their place. But alas, that is not how MASH works. Yeah, if we... Well, That's not how it, 1970 works! Uh, it's not Charlie's how... Angels. Uh. It's not how this person works. Like, if you look at her, it's not... No, I mean, maybe she wouldn't have done the two-liner, but body language-wise, Sally, Sally Kellerman can just, like... Oh, Sally Kellerman can do it, but Margaret Houlihan could not do it this morning. Yeah, I guess not. I would have loved it if she could have sort of been like, I know it was you, and y'all can, like, go F yourselves and wink off somewhere else. Mess with me at your own peril. <laughs> Is how I wish it would have gone down. Oh, if only... If only she hadn't panicked and been, like... <laughs> Thanks, I've always wanted to know what that would feel like. I know, like. right. Or something, exactly, right? Like, or she could Jealous have, of Frank, were you? Yeah, or like owned it. Yeah, right? Like, you couldn't have done that good. You don't take orders well. You know what I mean? Like, just something. <laughs> so we've, we've been looking for Margaret. So let's think about happier times. Because, <laughs> Rachel, you mentioned that this was your first time uh-huh, watching yes. the movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the show? <laughs> no, basically just, were you a fan of MASH growing up, or did you see it a lot, or kind of how, how did it exist for you before your crazy <laughs> podcasting friend um, was like, hey. I would watch it here and there. I know, like, my older sister watched a lot more of it than I did. So I would just catch an episode of the show here or there. You guys really looked out with the older <laughs> sister thing, huh? <laughs> they seem like they were useful yeah. for discovering good TV. That and New Kids on the Block, so. <laughs> well, that's okay. I've decided, and it'll be interesting to see if he listens to this show. I've decided Tom, I'm adopting Tom <laughs> yeah. Taylor as my older brother. That's a thing sure. you can do, right? Sure. <laughs> Especially when everyone is already adults themselves. <laughs> No, just we we grew up in the towns next to each other, and I was reading something set in a summer, so I'm just like, <laughs> yep, if you told me that you were my older brother, nothing, <laughs> none of that sentence would surprise me. <laughs> and I'm discovering yeah. good music through hanging out with him, so that works too. 
a lot of people have commented on how much more mean-spirited the movie yeah. is than the show. And it's <laughs> funny because, like you said, how would this have gone... In the team? Like, could they, they... I don't even think they could have really... Well, that's yeah, not true. how many they tussles know. do we see in Houlihan's <laughs> tent in the show? No, no, right. And I, well, yeah, no, that's true. No, and there there are... Isn't there, like, a... There's at least two or three episodes I can think of where they get broadcast over... Uh. <laughs> the yeah. loud system but it's not as as this is like this feels more like vindictive and like in a different way than like in the tv show it's kind of like cool in the tv show too they're trying to hide it more than i think they do that the fact that frank and hot lips margaret are together it's like the best worst kept secret right i mean even on the movie it is too yeah i was gonna say i almost feel like it's more obvious in the show but maybe just because it goes on longer yeah i know 11 seasons oh my gosh yeah because they get broadcast in the tv show but it feels more like, no, really, we all know it. And now you know that everyone knows that you're together. And this feels very more like in your face. Like, I don't know. It just feels very different. Like me, it feels mean spirited for lack of a better word. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of that soldier that does. It's not Boone. Or, or before, uh, with, with, uh, when does Hojan get put in the Korean army? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm trying to think what to search that will make it come up. It's not Bandini. Oh, yeah. Is it Boone? It can't be. No, it's someone else. Boone is with them at the doctor's, though. Yeah. And so is Bandini, but that's got to be someone else. He needs a name. What's a good name for him, guys? Um... I mean, it took me forever to come up with a name for my kid, right? <laughs> like, you're asking me. <laughs> like, what should we call him? Fred? No, let's not call him Fred. Is he probably a private? More than likely. Same, or, or maybe, um, what's Volmer? Is he a col- corporal, like Radar? He doesn't look like he's from the Midwest, though. Otherwise, I would ask Rachel for a good Midwest last name, but. Oh, God, you know, I spelled Volmort like... Harry Potter, Walmart. <laughs> Thanks, Google. It's like, do you mean? It's like so confused. It's like, here's a mask. And I'm like, no, that's not. Uh, that's not what I wanted. Help me. <laughs> Help me, Google. Rachel, can you still hear us okay? Oh, wait, I'm muted. I keep muting myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that just made me really nervous. I was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I kind of want to give him the first name Peter in oh, honor of yeah. Peter Mayhew. Because all that really cute stuff from Galaxy's Edge is coming out lately. And he could be a Peter. He just needs a last name. Let's see. Yoder. What was that? <laughs> I said Yoder. Peter, I like Peter that. Yoder. So Peter Yoder. <laughs> oh, man. You heard it here first. Because you don't even need a nickname. You just are. You just are. You're just Yoder. You're just Yoder. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to be so mad when he's an older man and Star Wars comes out and his, like, <laughs> kids are making Yoda jokes at him. <laughs> so close. Did it. We thought of something happy. <laughs> Should we stop? Because it keeps freezing on Trapper John with that stupid spoon in his mouth. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Making me real angry. <laughs> So yeah, yesterday, let's see, yesterday was to visit your local library to listen to the Godfather Minute if you (laughs) are politically inclined, listen to Hysteria. Let's do some non-podcast recs. I I will still say if you go to mashminute.com, I think you should be following all of our podcasts 
different social medias and information and make sure you're subscribed to this so that you're getting new episodes every weekday. But other than talking about a Robert Altman film that most people don't know existed until we asked them to be on our show. <laughs> BTW. See, other good recommendations. Turns out those George Lucas and Steven Spielberg boys make pretty good movies. Mm. Yeah. And if you need a good laugh, the latest installment of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Gauntlet, is pretty <laughs> hilarious. Though, admittedly, I couldn't get through the first movie because it's like an E.T. ripoff and it was just really bad. <laughs> but other than that, it's really hilarious. You know, I never got through E.T. until last summer. I never watched the whole movie until last summer. Uh, E.T. as a kid, and it still does. It scares me. It terrifies me. me. No! Yes, I bet somebody else. Oh, Rachel, you're my friend now. I I, I told so many Uh, people, they're like, what do you mean E.T. scared you? And I was like, I was four. It's my mom's favorite movie. Yes. I had this practice tie, shoe tie thing, and it had E.T. on it, and I hid it all over the house. And my mom would just be like, oh finding it random places be like I don't want to learn how to tie my shoes not if E.T.'s gonna teach me (laughs) it traumatized me my daughter uh, is like she's a baby and she's like pointing at everything now and so my mom will go up to her and with her pointed finger and go E.T. phone home and I'm like "Uh, uh, please don't teach her that please don't teach her that and then she laughs and I'm like she's oh no and then she wants me to do it and I'm like no oh no I hate you grandma (laughs) E.T. can or Izzy can come (laughs) Izzy can come have sleepovers at my house and we'll watch E.T. because that was my my introduction was watching it at my cousin's house and like sleepovers in the summer when it was like too hot in the bedroom so you would all sleep on the pull-out couch in the living room oh, under yes. the fan under the ceiling uh-huh. fan after being in the pool all day oh it's such a good movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm alone that but yes it, izzy can come watch it with us and when she's old enough we'll eat reese's pieces and it'll be amazing oh, oh god no oh <laughs> okay sure <laughs> oh i totally have like literally probably like Flight that part out and now oh oh okay <laughs> i'm 35 years old and it's like animatronic thing creeps me to freak out <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway Rachel, <laughs> do you have anything you want to recommend <laughs> let's see i'll stick with my uh midwestern genre here and say go visit cedar point in uh sandusky ohio yes i went there years <laughs> ago once <laughs> Yes, meet many people named Yoder. No, I don't know. <laughs> Was it in the movie Tommy Boy, my only point of reference for Sandusky, Ohio? <laughs> I don't know if it was in Tommy Boy, but the dinosaur park, I think, oh, I don't know if that was the one in, near there or not either. I would have remembered dinosaurs in that movie. So. Yeah. I think that's a fair assumption that it wasn't. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I have like a whole list that I just need the excuse to get out there and then I'll be great and I have a whole list of things to do that will be fun, but nothing (laughs) that is like pressing enough to get me on a plane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But feels like there should be an outro in there. I mean, planes, the train conflict. I think they finally have a Seoul to Boston direct flight. (laughs) Yeah, they do now. Wow. They started Boston to Honolulu, and I blocked everything else out. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that planes go other places amazes me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I guess we will just 
call it a day and we'll come back tomorrow. And I feel like our listeners have kind of gotten a sneak peek, but you never know. Maybe we'll change our minds. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it'll be entertaining either way. (laughs) 